Stand up, Nuggets Nation. Denver Sports presents the Mile High Hoops Podcast with Zach By. Denver Sports is your home for the most Nuggets content. Now here's your host, Zach By. What is up and welcome to another edition of the Mile High Hoops Podcast. As always, I am your host, Zach By, And as always, I appreciate you spending a sliver of your busy day with me here on the podcast. Reacting to a... Must-needed win, much-needed win, uh, however you want to phrase it, 107-103 against the Detroit Pistons in Detroit on this uh, Nuggets road trip. A handful of thoughts here I want to share with you. If you're watching on YouTube, you notice it's another uh, a different setup here as we are completely redesigning our uh, digital studio space. So I'm going to uh, uh, try my best to you know, maintain eye contact with the camera, but it's just a little bit different setup today. Um, so we will uh, roll with the punches. Uh, Want to get through a handful of thoughts here. Hopefully you guys are doing great. We're on the doorstep of Thanksgiving, and I am thankful that the Nuggets did not let their uh, two-game losing streak uh, devolve to a three-game losing streak, and that would have been of losses in four of five had they dropped that one to Detroit on the heels of not really a competitive game in Cleveland uh, where they just were flat, didn't have it. Uh, And that was on the heels of the loss to the Pelicans, uh, which I did not have a good feeling about said so on the podcast said so uh, on the radio show. And then you look up and it's like, Oh crap. Uh, Could the nuggets lose three straight games? Um, And man, it, there were moments in the game, particularly when Jokic gets ejected, we'll get to that in just a second, where it's like, oh man, this is this is going to happen. Uh, the lowly Detroit Pistons are going to beat the world champion Denver Nuggets, but um, maybe partly it was because of the Pistons, who are the, for, for me, the worst team in the NBA. But when you're playing without Jokic and you already don't have Jamal, oh, and by the way, your coach is going to get ejected as well. Uh, there was there was a couple different layers uh, to this one. And, and I just want to start with the Jokic uh, ejection because I think that was the biggest kind of headline from this basketball game uh, in Detroit on Wednesday night. Um, or excuse me, on Monday night. Um, you know, a couple different schools of thought here. Um, one, Nikola Jokic is not well liked by uh, NBA officials. That's just that's that's just a truth. Okay, it's just a true thing, um, for better or for worse, and it's usually for the worse. Um, he doesn't have a, a, a good relationship with them. Um, he does not get. Uh, the calls that you would think a superstar would get. And you would think that after winning a championship and 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 the two MVPs and winning finals MVP, um, that uh the inherent respect on a night-to-night basis would be there. And from from some officials, uh there there is that. Uh, but from a lot of them, they're not. And it's kind of rare to see a bona fide superstar like Jokic regularly. Uh, or all too often not get a superstar whistle. And uh, he was frustrated. And we've talked about this in general here on the podcast. Jokic feels frustrated just in general right now. Uh, He seems tightly wound. He seems a little bit tired. He's bearing a lot of the burden with Jamal not there. Um, And Jokic did not ease into this season. Uh, He did not. He did not. He did not. Uh, He has been uh, all gas, no break for the majority of this, um, these these first, um, you know, 10, 15 games. And 
I think it might just be wearing them down a little bit. And But also at the same time, the actual substance of the game is wearing him down. Like th- there's no one on the Pistons that can guard Jokic uh, to, to even a reasonable or competent level. All right. Not many can. Um, but th- th- then they try to make up uh, the ground uh, of that lack of ability with physicality. And you just saw it was driving Jokic Absolutely insane. I mean, he, he's having possession possessions where it's like he is in real time um, having a conversation with the ref in the middle of a possession, and the Nuggets just kind of got caught up in that. Just to, just to be uh, just to be frank, I mean, they 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 just did, um, and it, it's like you, it's it, it, you're you're trying to avoid a three game losing streak without your second best player on the road, and you're playing five on eight you know, is what it felt like. And and even Malone was saying it in the timeout, like, don't don't worry about the officials. And then he gets kicked out, which I think he did on purpose. Um, but be that as it may, uh, Jokic, so like two things can be true at the same time. Jokic can be frustrated because he has a right to be. He he's he's being he's getting an unfair whistle, in my opinion. Um and they allow liberties to be taken against Jokic that you just don't see um, elsewhere around the NBA with a player of his caliber. Um, but that being said, and, and, and by the way, before I continue this next layer of it, I just want to be clear, like Jokic was right about the basketball stuff that he was pointing out to the official. When when you see Jokic get the, as upset as he uh, did last night uh, on Monday night in Detroit, um, He's not wrong. <laughs> He's advocating for himself, but he also needs to be more measured uh, with it. And I think both of those things can be true at the exact same time. And, you know, I remember, um, I'm so I'm old enough to remember um, the last couple years of uh, Jordan um, as a player, Michael Jordan. And I remember this one time he is debating with the official and he cannot let it go. And I remember, I don't know why this stuck with me, and the broadcaster was like, if if Jordan is that adamant about something, chances are he's right, okay? Jokic was right last night. But when you don't let it go, it starts to um, uh, overtake the basketball stuff. And that's what happened. And when you're the leader and best player on a team that's trying to avoid a three-game losing streak, um, I think it's fair to be critical of Jokic to keep his head more in that moment. Um so I, there's, there's, there's a lot to it, um, but that's kind of my take on it is Jokic was right on, on, on most every single point, and I don't know what he said to the official. Okay, so let me just say that, all right, because it, it, just on the surface, it's like, wait, he got kicked out for what? 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 But we were, he's not mic'd up. So he must have said, I'm just going to assume he said some magic words to the official, but he has got to do a better job because if your other teams around the league and you're seeing that, you're like, oh, we can get under this guy's skin the way that Isaiah Stewart and others uh, have had uh, over the years. They've had success. This is a bit of a pattern with Jokic. He can get too you know, emotionally over the top uh, with officiating. But that being said, you see his arms. <laughs> I mean, you like it's. There's a reason he's getting that upset. Um, okay, uh, moving past the ejection, I just want to give the team collectively uh, a ton of credit. Um, 
I don't really care that it was the Pistons, and I don't really care that it was 11 losses in a row and now 12. They're bad. Detroit sucks, okay? Let's just call it for what it is. I don't want to put lipstick on a pig. They're 2-13. and 13. They've lost 12 in a row. They're even 1-6 and six at home. They're not good. They're terrible. Um, but that being said, you add up the dynamics that we already said. No coach, no Jamal, no best player. I, I don't really care. And you've already lost two in a row, and you're trying to avoid four losses in the last five games. Give give the guys collectively credit for binding together and finding a way to win a basketball game at the professional level on the road. Um, and chief among the guys that deserve credit, I thought um, uh, Reggie Jackson, first and foremost. They don't win the game without Reggie Jackson, period. Point blank period. You do not win this basketball game without Reggie Jackson. And I continue to be, you know, effusive in my praise uh, of Reggie uh, from last week uh, when we met on Thursday and just how good of a fit that he has been um, in Denver. I was not a fan. If you didn't listen to the previous episode, I was not really a fan of Reggie Jackson's game or just basketball, just profile in general. And he has assimilated to a degree here in Denver that's been just so impressive. Absolutely love it. Um, he was coming off a game where he didn't play well against Cleveland, and he plays great. Led uh, Denver in scoring, 21 points, on hyper-efficient 9-15 shooting, six assists and no turnovers for Reggie Jackson. That is so damn impressive. Um, so freaking impressive. And we just talked about a game like this, um, and I'm pulling up the game log because this is I'm getting deja vu. Yes, it was the Golden State Warriors game back on uh, uh, earlier in – uh, the month of November. Uh, it was on the 8th. can't believe it's the 21st already at the time of recording. Crazy. Uh, but it, it it was on the 8th where he had six assists and not a single um, turnover. So that's the second time in a month he's been able to do that. Uh, and I just wanted to uh, give him his, his flowers here. Uh, KCP, same thing. I mean, big defensive plays down the stretch. Um, you know, just timely, high-leverage moments that you would expect out of a championship veteran like KCP, former Detroit Piston, uh, right? Uh, say, same with same with uh, Reggie Jackson, uh, both both against their former team. And that's a lot of times that's not a mistake. There's just extra stuff there uh, for both of those guys for their own individual reasons. Um, and then Christian Brown coming off the bench, playing 32 minutes, ends up, you know, being kind of thrust into the starting role in the second half. I was just so impressed with him, and he is – like slowly it feels like rounding a corner uh, to the guy that we saw uh, a year ago. Um, the With just the assertive nature, right? With just being in attack mode, being aggressive. Um, you know, he had the transition three that speaks to the confidence. Um, he did not look like a confident player at all, even as recent as, you know, 10 days ago. Uh, but you're seeing him here three games in a row had the 25-point game against uh, New Orleans, um, 13 points on uh, you know near 50% shooting, um, a tick better than 50%, 6 of 11 uh, in Cleveland, and then now at 15 points in 32 minutes. And, you know, uh, they, they decided to go small. You know, coming out of that second half with no Jokic, um, with uh, Christian and KCP and MPJ and uh, Aaron Gordon. Um, uh, so, I, you know, and, and they played well. They played well, and I, I just want to give them credit. And the bench, I mean, the bench collectively um, all brought a little something from Zeke Naji, 
uh, to um, uh, even uh, a Peyton Watson, you know, it, uh, with with some with a couple timely things, not nothing crazy, nothing over the top, but enough binding together and galvanizing to get um, what I thought is actually a really low key signature win, um, because it's without the it's it, it it's without the sun, the the the, the planets, you know. Uh, don't know what to orbit when the sun is not there. And I just saw a collection. uh, I just saw a professional effort from guys that were like, you know what? I know what we're not losing this basketball game. We know the best player in the world is not available and his running man is not available, but we are not losing to the Detroit Pistons. And I think that um, there's something to be said for that. There really is. And I remember, um, you know, I'll be talking uh, football and I'll, you know, a lot of times make a basketball analogy on on the radio show. Um, I'll do the inverse here. I was at a football game, uh, Kansas City Chiefs against the Denver Broncos. It was Thursday night football. I think it was 2019. Um, and Pat Mahomes is already on the scene, won a Super Bowl star. And, um, uh, or I guess maybe that was his first Super Bowl that year. Anyway, um, he's already the MVP of the league. And he gets hurt like five minutes into the football game. I mean, it was like one of the first series of the game. His knee went backwards. And we're looking, and the Broncos were bad at the time, much like the Pistons are. But I'm at the game. I'm sitting at the game. I'm like, oh, my gosh, here's the opportunity to beat the Kansas City Chiefs for the first time in a few years. And it had already been like four seasons by that point where they hadn't beat the Chiefs. And um, and I'm like, no, Mahomes. They don't have their quarterback. They don't have the guy that touches it on every play. And his absence was actually a rallying cry for the other 52 guys on that game day roster. They played because they came out flat. Broncos actually went down and scored on them on the first possession, and the Chiefs were just flat. And um, it was like, this is going to happen. And, man, when Mahomes went down, um, it was like a shot of life actually into the Chiefs, and you think it would be the complete opposite. And the Chiefs ended up going to win that game with their backup, Matt Moore. They won 30-6. to And I couldn't believe what I was saying. But I thought of that last night. And I'm like, because you see the stuff that's working against Denver. And it's like, you know, the Pistons are like, we've lost 11 in a row. Now's the time to knock off the world champions. And the rest of the guys were like, you want to know what? No, we're here too. We're here too. Um, So I loved what I saw from the group. And again, it's a you know, will eventually be like a blip on the radar, but it will be a blip for me. Just something to put in my uh, back pocket. All right. Um, uh, Oh, uh, give Michael Porter Jr. credit. You know, he is finding a shot. You know, the last time that we were uh, talking last week is we're now recording on Tuesdays and Thursdays here on the Mile High Hoops podcast. Um, Porter was like passing up open threes and had a stretch where it was two for six, three for eight, three for 10, two for eight, two for six. But in the last two games, he's made nine threes. He's he's gone um, 50%, nine of 18 over the last uh, uh, two basketball games. Now, he's not playing perfect. I don't want to misrepresent it. If you watch the games, there's like moments of like, oh my gosh, like how were you missing him wide open and, and moments like that. Um, but I think in general, when you're talking about him rebounding specifically on Monday night, rebounding the basketball, uh, 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 timely defense, uh, uh, had that block, had a couple of assists. Yeah, there was some turnovers. And it's, again, not even close to perfect. But what we said last week is we're seeing him do the other stuff that we've asked him to do when the shot wasn't falling, but yet and still the hallmark of your game and why you're paid $30 million a year is you 
shoot the cover off the basketball, and he needed to get back to that. So while he's not playing perfect basketball, not even close, um, he is getting back to finding his rhythm, making shots. And um, look, again, 5 of 15 from the field, not ideal. Um, But you're talking about four of those five made baskets coming from three. In a win, you, I'm just taking it and taking it and move forward, and hopefully he can uh, he can build on that. Um, already mentioned uh, KCP, uh, fantastic job, big game. Uh, don't win the game without KCP either. Big timely block down the stretch, um, uh, and then and, oh and, and, and oh we, yeah I mentioned MPJ's block, but you know just how timely it was uh, in that fourth quarter. Um, and then um, uh, Aaron Gordon, you know, I know, uh, again, not going to lead Sports Center, uh, but at the same time, his and one from, uh, I think it was Reggie's past uh, on the and one sort of alley-oop. He didn't finish with a dunk, um, but it was a huge three-point play with like a minute left in the game. Um, and again, uh, 11 points, nine rebounds, seven assists for Aaron Gordon. Um, really good, really good performance. And again, the timely nature uh, of it all as well. Um, okay, I think that is all I wanted to get through with this game. Um, coming up is a game in Orlando. That game is going to be on Wednesday evening, so Thanksgiving Eve. Um, as I uh, sit here, it's tomorrow night at the time of recording. Um, we will not be recording on Thursday because it's Thanksgiving. So the next time we're going to come back on the podcast will be actually one week from today. So a handful of days are going to go by. Uh, there's going to be uh, four games played between this moment and the moment that we're back here on the podcast. All right. It's at Orlando. It's at Houston where they just lost last Sunday. It's against uh, Wemby and the Spurs on Sunday. And then it's uh, at the Los Angeles Clippers on uh, Monday night. And then we'll come in here and Clippers, you know, winning a couple in a row. Um, we'll come in here and talk about that stretch of games and some of the overarching takeaways uh, over this uh, Thanksgiving Day break. Uh, guys, I'm thankful for you. I'm thankful for you being here with me. Um Best way to grow this podcast is through the grassroots way. Obviously, I want you to subscribe. I want you to rate it, of course. But I also want you to tell a friend, tell a Nuggets fan. Um, I know there's a, a lot, a selection to choose from, and we just want to be in the mix. Um, and uh, and you can help us out with that uh, big time. So thankful for you. I hope you have a very happy Thanksgiving uh, with your family. Um, and uh, count your blessings, man. Um, something that I have to routinely remind myself, just count those blessings. Um, All right, we're going to leave it there for now, guys. Uh, Be well, enjoy the turkey, and whatever happens uh, in Orlando, Houston, uh, San Antonio, and the Clippers over the next uh, five days, you already know we're going to be talking about it right here on Tuesday on the Mile High Hoops podcast.